Let's honor and welcome Noemi and Brittany. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Woo! Well, welcome. I do that to myself. <laughs> you know, as we prepared for this, we were joking about this was going to be the Noemi and Brittany show. So, kind of like the view. We may have commercial breaks. <laughs> No, seriously, we, uh, we're so honored to be here and to uh, have this opportunity to, to speak and to kind of have a conversation with you all. Um, we wanted to open up uh, with a prayer, and then we'll kind of dive in. Father, I just thank you so much for each individual that's here today, God. I just um, I pray, Lord, for them and wherever they are. And I just pray that, you know, this, this conversation, this message, Lord, would just touch them if they're finding themselves in... A, a similar place, God. I just pray, Lord, that um, any walls, any barriers, any lies that the enemy may be feeding them, that those would just be silenced, that those would just come down and that, you know, you would be, you know, that they would just invite you in and that your presence would be felt and your word would be heard. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your love and the way that you see us and that your love is never ending. Amen. So, uh, yeah, as we prepared for this, we were, you know, Noemi kind of presented the question to me, like, is there anything on your heart that you want to talk about? And I said, well, the word identity is really kind of come into mind, and um, God kind of gave her the same word. So He we gave were me like, crisis, and he gave you identity. Yeah, crisis and identity. So, <laughs> identity crisis. <laughs> so, <laughs> but seriously, we, uh, you know, it was, um, it was really nice, you know, that, that God kind of gave us the same thing and then allowed us to sink well for this, and Nomi's going to open up with a scripture from Isaiah 43, actually. Awesome. And I think it's going to be on the screen. Um, and this just spoke so much to me um, because this is like a staple. Uh, the best thing uh, if you're definitely going through this. Uh, but now thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by name, thou art mine. God calls us ours. <laughs> um, and I think there's more, there you go. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and thou, and through the rivers, they shall not, this is not like the right one I picked, but it's okay, there's a lot of these, overflow thee, <laughs> that's not how I think. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And that's just like amazing because I know I walked through that fire this week especially. Um, and God doesn't say he's going to take it away, the issues and problems, but he's going to walk with us. Okay, amen. That's awesome. We all go through that fire that Noemi's talking about and that this passage, you know, points out. Rather, we have already gone through it, um, you know, this like cycle of kind of not knowing who we are, um, especially in Christ. Um, maybe you're going through it now. Um, but we allow, unfortunately, so many things of this world to influence who we are and define um, what our identity is, you know. And that is not, that is not God's design. You know, he created us. Um, we are his design. Um, and with that, it is, it is a unique design individually, but it all goes back to him, you know, our creator, our father. And that design is a constant and unchanging identity. And what's so powerful about that unchanging and constants is that no matter what we do, no matter what we say, we could never, 
ever get away from the love that he has for us. We could never do anything that's going to change the way that he sees us. We will always maintain that in his eyes. And that is just, when you're walking through those um, troubling times, those, you know, tormenting times of, of, of frustration and confusion, just that simple reminder is so important to, to just stop and pause and, and remind yourself whose you are. Um, and, you know, he designed us this way so we could walk in freedom. We were not meant to have an identity that bound, you know, of, of, that's binding, that keeps us paralyzed. You know, he, he did not want that for us at all. So why don't we know our identity? You know, that's kind of the big question here is like, yeah, we're probably all thinking I can relate. I've gone through cycles where I don't know who I am or I struggle with, you know, figuring in that identity in Christ out. And, you know, we were talking and I'm like, it's all lies. It all stems from those lies that we're fed, that we believe each day that um, we are allowing to influence who we are. Rather, it's expectations that this world has on us. Um, Rather, it's, you know, these untrue titles that we like um, cling ourselves to, you know, rather it's your job or how much you make or what you drive. I mean, it can be so many tangible things and untangible things. And that is not that is not what defines us. And um, Noemi, you looked up the definition, actually, of identity crisis. Why don't you share that? I sure did. There's times that words come up, and I, I have to, like, seek the definition of it because when those waters start rising and I start getting flooded by I, I want to know exactly what I'm going to come against. Um, and that's definitely a part of finding that identity within Christ and making his name known. Um, so identity crisis, a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure, typically due to a change in their expected aims or role in society. I mean, in that definition, that's just totally, you know, there was so much in that, you know, not even coming from a scripture, but just, you know, I think we Googled that definition, right? And it's a sense of confusion. We're all confused, but we don't have to be. Um, and you talked, you know, you shared with me how you, you had labeled yourself completely different from how God saw you for so long. I mean, yeah, we've all done that. Definitely. Um, whew. I don't want to get emotional. But, you know, I've been a Christian all my life. <laughs> I could remember hearing the preacher from the nursery. You know, I remember that. And for so long, um, I remember feeling a lot of shame, insecurities, living with that and just kind of putting up a smile. The enemy just completely taking over and, you know, me going against the grain of that. Um, It it was difficult. You know, I basically lost myself in that. Um, And that's not what God intended for me. That's not what he told me that he wanted. He told me, you know, that he wanted me to use my gifts, that he wanted me to give to people, that he wanted me to overcome. These are the, the, the language that God has given all of us. Um, and I'm really big with language because I wasn't using that type of language. You know, I'm an overcomer. I'm loved. I'm his. The word says we are his. We're designed by him. Um, but um, all those insecurities, shame, basically gave me that identity crisis, um, Uh, within myself, the bad habits, you know, we go back to kind of like what people, you know, when when I was, when we were doing all of this, I kind of made a picture in my mind how we grew up Mm -hmm. because that has an effect 
on our identity, what people told us, how did they look down upon us, what our moms told us, what our dad's words are just, they carry us in, uh, bad words carry us in a bad cycle. There's a lot of, wor- a lot of voices that we hear, you know, Definitely. all throughout our life. A lot Definitely. Of but it comes to a time where God is showing us when is, when is that cycle going to end? When are you going to break those barriers? And God did that for me. It took a lot of years since I'm really hard-headed, and he knows that. Um, but it took me allowing him to just do that. Um, and coming to Christ and accepting him in my heart, that, that was just an action that I did. But then I had to start confessing exactly uh, what he was revealing to me. So... <laughs> And I completely agree. Like, we've all gone through seasons in our lives where we thought we had everything figured out, you know? And I, I definitely went through that. And I was telling Noemi, the word that came to me was, like, how selfish that was, you know? Like, it's, it's you know, we're after, we're after feeding ourselves um, what we think is best for us. And when I look back and I see what I've got today and where I was even just a few years ago, I am so glad that God had more for me than I ever had for myself. <laughs> and I, I'd rather obey him because I've already tested those waters. <laughs> I'd rather obey him any time, and I know it's easier said than done, but every single morning before I wake up, I almost like beat my thoughts, and I wake up, and I grab Aaron's hand, and I'm like, God, we are here. Lord, give us the hope that we need. Give us the peace that we need, because right now, I'm not feeling it. I don't know what this week is going to end up looking like, you know, so those type of words, specific words, it it really matters how you guys just present yourself to God every single morning because nobody wakes up spiritual, you know, that's just not true if somebody ever says that, but. No, it's a choice. It is. And I've found myself constantly falling for those lies. I mean, the enemy is after us from the moment our feet hit the, the floor in the morning. I mean, and even in those quiet times at night, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but. Our identity is definitely on a battlefield every single day, and it's up to us to, to, to face that head on and, and to absolutely resist that, you know, um, worldly view that so many things have, um, you know, a lens on us with. And we cannot allow people's opinions to, de- to determine who we are, the experiences that we've gone through. I mean, none of that... None of that is what God sees, you know, and it's that daily reminder, like Noemi said, you have to just stop and you have to say no, like, I am choosing to let that go and I am choosing you, God, and how you see me. And it's a daily reminder, but um, when you stop and you accept how God sees you and you realize that that's all that matters, that is a a powerful um, transition in your life. Um, I was actually speaking with a friend not too long ago, and I was sharing with her. I said, you know, I am really struggling. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, if it's at work, if it's at home, if it's here at church. I'm like, I'm constantly concerned about how good a job I'm doing. Like, I am beating myself up, trying to, like, meet this expectation that I want to say that I set, but it's the enemy, you know? It's like never feeling good enough, never feeling like I've got all the boxes checked off, never feeling like I said the right thing or I you know, made the right choice. And um, that, that pattern is exhausting. And it's one that we will never win. Like we will never accomplish that as long as we're in that cycle. And she just stopped and she looked at me. She goes, have you ever just stopped and said, ask God a simple question? How does he see you? And I'm like, ooh, that is really simple. But no, I'd never like just completely brought it down to that simple of a level. God, how do you see me? And I literally, it felt like everything around me just kind of like took a pause. <clears throat> and I could 
here. Like, I, you know, it didn't all come to me, not all the answers, but at that moment, I was definitely, um, it changed my way of thinking about everything. And so from that day, everything that I approach, everything that, you know, I may be responsible for saying or for doing or acting in, I have, th I have that thinking, that way of thinking turned on, you know, as long as I'm doing it for God and I'm giving it my best and I receive that he is with me, um, it's all good. Like, I need to stop beating myself up so harshly. Um, you mentioned how you actually made God your focus in all these areas. Yeah, and I touched it before. I kind of went ahead of myself. But um, how God sees you is just so amazing because sometimes we put him in a little box, you know, because for whatever reason. But God sees us so, like, clear. He's with us. He's holding our hand. He's just leading us. Um, and I don't know, to me, that's just hard to see because, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. There's so many different distractions around me. It's hard to picture God taking that time just for me and saying, I'm with you. I'm guiding you. Don't worry. Leave it up to me. Um, so, uh, to me, that's like the, uh, the fingerprint of Christ. You know, he stamps us, he guides us and he sets us apart. You know, because I was telling Brittany earlier, I'm like, you know, I, I really didn't fit in a lot of the times, you know, and that was God doing a work from when I was a child, separating me for his work, for his kingdom. Because once you accept Christ in your heart, we don't sound the same. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to make a stamp in this world. Um, a lot of us try to blend in so much that that's how you lose your identity. You seek guidance from your friends, uh, you join in and gossip, and it, you just start losing yourself. You're so distracted, um, and that's when all the negativity comes in. And God, as a church, wants us to kind of flee from that. He wants us to stand firm, and he wants us to know who we are through him to make him known. It's all about him. And I'm like, okay, God, now I, the pieces are coming together. You delivered me. You set me free. You put me in this path to make your name known. It's all about you. It is. No, that's so good. And when we don't do that, we find ourselves stuck and paralyzed. And paralyzation is, it is not a good place to be. You know, we were sharing kind of um, times in our life when we both found ourselves paralyzed. And um, we both had that common ground. And I'm sure a lot of you do too, where you know, the enemy comes in when it's most convenient for him. You know, it's not when you're surrounded by, um, you know, people who are going to um, be encouraging. It's not going to be when you're necessarily at church. I mean, he can come in and attack you anytime. But for me, it's always when I'm at the quiet time, like at night when I'm laying there and I hear no voices and he just makes his way in and tries to stir up and bring up those past thoughts, bring up those things that, you know, are of your yesterday, the things that, you know, you're fighting every day to try to put behind you and, and accept like that's that was that's old news like I'm, I'm past that but he has a plan and an intention to never let us forget those things and you know when we like that is fuel for him like that those quiet times you had made that comment knowing your identity is fuel for you know that is or not knowing excuse me not knowing your identity is fuel for the enemy like he will use that to his advantage every single day and continue to lie and <laughs> You know, it's a terrible cycle, and it's a hard one to break. Did you want to share about the um, 
Oh, how the yeah. enemy sees you versus how God Definitely. sees you. Definitely. This is from Christine Kane. The enemy calls you by your sin and God calls you by your name. So imagine all those so attacks, true. you know, that God, that the enemy can come against us because we surely have a lot of sin, but God is saying sin no more. There's freedom. There's a different type of freedom because when you've sinned and you didn't know about Christ, that was different. But once you get to know Jesus and who he is, it's the journey that continues till he comes. And that's a misconception with a lot of Christians. You know, just because you kind of fall in that negativity doesn't mean that you're falling back. You know, it's, it's a thing called life. <laughs> it, is. it is. You know, and we don't have, I didn't give these scriptures to them to put on the screen, but there's a couple scriptures I am going to read. Romans 8, 15. And this is the New Life version. It says, you should not act like people who are owned by someone. There are always, they are always afraid. Instead, the Holy Spirit makes us his sons and daughters. And we can call to him, my father. Ephesians 1, 7 says, Christ sacrificed his life's blood to set us free. This is what Noemi was talking about. You are now in freedom. Which means that our sins are now forgiven. We are not that same person. Um, and, you know, those two scriptures, it basically says, remember two things. You are a child of God, and you are forgiven. That is who you are. Bottom line. And you have to let those paralyzing thoughts that say that you are anything otherwise go. Like, that is, those mistakes, those lacks, those failures, that's, that's not who you are. And when you finally reach that point of dismissing what the world tells you, um, it's, a, it's a huge, huge shift in your spiritual walk with God. Like, he wants to, you to take his hand. He wants you to allow him to lead you. And when you do that, it, it, what it does is it starts a process, you know. Everybody's going to walk through it at one point. Rather, you've already done that, or maybe you find yourself in the middle of it. But there's a process, and everybody's process is differently uh, or looks differently. Um, we were talking about how sometimes, you know, your peace may not be my peace. Um, you know, things that... Um, I struggle with may not be the things that she struggles with. So you cannot compare your process to other people's process. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard cycle. It's a cycle of bad habits. Um, and I think a lot of this you may have already touched on, Noemi, but um, it's, it's good to just remind you, God will help you through this journey. Um, it is a journey that you do not have to do alone. He does not want you to do it alone. When you find yourself questioning who you are, questioning your worth, questioning um, if you're loved or not, um, those questions can stop. That's the enemy asking those questions. That is not God. Um, you know, we talked about how sometimes we need, though, to have co co community. We were talking this morning, um, especially during when we were meeting with prayer. Community is so important. Um, and, yes, ultimately we go directly to God, you know. But um, having people to talk to, you said that was a huge help for you, um, is having that available, you know, that friend, that counsel um, helped you through a lot of, you know, your struggles when you were going through your process. Oh, yeah. Definitely. The enemy wants us quiet. He wants us tucked away with our shame, with our um, sin, and for us to just stay quiet. That's why when we confess with our mouth that he is Lord, I'm telling you, this week was insane. I had eight stitches on Sunday. I lost my voice for two days. I'm like, Brittany, uh, 
Yeah. Now this girl is a walking, talking. <laughs> you might be going solo. <laughs> testimony. No, I no, she she really you stepped to talk about a battlefield. This girl really did. She was like the punching bag for the enemy. She really took it hard this week, but she didn't let anything stop her from getting up here. She was no. like, Oh heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. I literally did not have anything to give. So I just gave him my worship. And, uh, you know, I went in the bathroom because that's where I run away from my children. And just saying. You got to have somewhere. You got to have a lock, too, though. And, um, <laughs> and I, I just started worshiping God. And, and, you know, confession is amazing. Some of these girls out here know um, we went camping uh, last year. And, um, and I just felt like freedom when I just started confessing things that I've been holding for so long. And that was a part of the crisis that I was having. You know, I, I, I just, the light was turned on in my heart. And God just revealed so much to me um, that the church, that people, men and women in the church, stay quiet. You know, and you don't have to just tell everybody. Just that one person that you can just share your heart with, um, it just does amazing things. Because I know I went in that bathroom, I started worshiping, and I just forgot where I was and what I was kind of complaining about. And um, I got my voice back, too. So Yay. that was good. Praise oh, I was God. happy. <laughs> but, you know, it's so true. And I just want to kind of, you know, um, come off of that a little bit you know, more. Finding counsel is very important. But make sure that you're seeking counsel that's going to give you biblically sound advice. Don't seek counsel from people who do not follow Christ because you are going to, that is what the enemy wants. He wants us to find our answers in everything but God. Like, so just keep that in mind when you're looking, when you're talking with people, make sure that, that they're going to have your best interest um, in mind um, from a biblical standpoint. You know, having access to God 24-7, that's such a, I mean, having you know, there are no hours that we have to adhere to, you know. It doesn't matter where you are or when it is. We have complete access to God all the time. And just like Noemi, you know, locking herself in the bathroom, if that's what you have to do, <laughs> I mean, seriously, then go do it. Like, God wants a time out with you. Um, and having access to him is what has kept me afloat so many times in those tormenting cycles. You know, I actually went through a season, you know, um, in my life where I was kept awake at, you know, awake at night for like weeks on end and um thank god it finally broke but um it's it's knowing like as i'm laying there like all i have to do is just start a conversation with him and every night that would just you know all those thoughts would eventually you know maybe i just like talked talk to god until i fell asleep but whatever method works like you have to find what works for you and um you have to stop beating yourself up about you know things and listening to those um those lies that the enemy continues to, to, to feed us. And um, being a Christian, if we're being frank, it is not an easy thing. Like, like we talked about earlier, the enemy continuously is going to chase you and try to attack you, especially after you say God, you know, yes to God. Um, and that's no surprise. Like God's word says that we're going to be facing troubles in this world. Um, in the book of John 16:33, in this world, you will have days of tribulation, but I have overcome the world. 
We are not doing this alone. And he has, he's already ahead of us fighting our battles for us. I've had so many situations lately, like God has so shown up in my work environment um, over the last couple of months. Um, I mean, he shows up everywhere, of course, but specifically at work. Like I have been faced with so many things, but I mean, and I could sit up here and talk for an hour about each one of those stories, but I'll spare you. Yeah, I will. But he, he really has just shown up. Um, in an amazing way, already having solutions um, in place um, before the problem ever even surfaced. And, you know, those were things where I literally, I just threw my hands up and I'm like, yeah, I got nothing for this. And he already had the road paved. Like, so anything that you face with, it's already been overcome. So you have to just rest in that peace, find peace in that. Um, There will be days that are um, wonderful, and those are great. Savor those moments. Like, we love the days when we're on top of the mountains. Um, but there will be days when we're in the valley, too. And the valley is never a fun place to be. But I love what Billy Graham said about mountains and valleys. He said, you know, mountaintops, those are for views and for inspiration. But fruit is grown in the valleys. So when you are in a valley, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, when I read that, I was like, that is perfect. Like, that is absolutely the way um, that I hope that I can just approach every, every time I'm in a valley, like just to remind that, like um, we mustn't be so hard on ourselves when we're in those low points of our life, but we have to remember we're not in those alone and that we will come out of them. Every single valley I have ever been placed in, God has brought me through. He never left me there. We do not serve a God who leaves us in the junk. So... <laughs> We have to allow him to lead us and guide us, though. If we don't allow him to move in our lives, then we're keeping ourselves stuck. Um, allowance, allowing him can be often the hardest part of it, though, because we are stubborn. I mean, we are. We're stubborn people. And we think that we've got it all figured out. We think that our way is best until we become mature enough to realize it's not and that God has so much more for us. Um, there was actually, you know, a specific... Um, situation in my life that um, is what kind of triggered opening the door and me realizing that I needed to let God move in my life. Like he had it. He really had it. Um, Several years ago, I was in a relationship and this was one of those relationships where one person was putting in a lot more than the other. And I was that person (laughs) putting in a lot more. And it was a really unhealthy cycle that I was in, um, but, you know, stubborn, selfish me wouldn't hear to um, anything but what I thought needed, you know, I got, this is the way it should be, and this is what I'm going to do. And I did. I worked my tail off in this relationship, trying everything possible to make it work and to, to make it right and to make it go well. And, um, I mean, it was we were well into a year and a half before I finally just started like, okay, this is getting, this is getting ridiculous. Like I can't handle this anymore. And I actually was seeking counsel from a very wise friend. And, um, she, she said, you know, and, and well, and to, to back up a little bit, I had been praying, like essentially my prayer looked different, um, in many ways throughout this relationship, but I was ultimately just asking God to fix it. Like, I'm waiting. Like, I keep seeking you. I'm keeping, I continue to ask you, you know, to come in and to just, like, save this relationship, to save, you know, me, to save this other individual, like, you know, just um, to reconcile it. And nothing was happening. In fact, it was getting worse um, by the day. And, you know, but this, um, this wise friend, she said, you know, change your conversation with God. Change the way that you're 
change your language when you ask him to do these things. And it was so specific, too, that we put a time frame on it. So that night I did that. I'm like, I have never talked to God like this. I was actually a little intimidated, to be honest. And I'm like, okay, God. <laughs> I'm like, you know, if this relationship is where I need to be, then you better start doing something and doing it fast. And I'm like, but if it's not, if this is not where you would have me, then I need to see it completely like come to a halt, a screeching halt. And I need to see it by Friday. And this was like Monday or Tuesday. Were you indoors? I was inside. No lightning, okay. Oh yeah, no lightning. <laughs> but Friday, like I want answers by Friday. So I, I said that prayer, had that conversation. And over the next couple days, things were not like horrible the way they had been. They actually were kind of almost, um, they were actually a little stagnant. And I was, con I was confused. I was like, so is this what it means? Like, it's better? You know, I was actually quite concerned about like, I'm, I'm not really understanding this. This message is not clear. But by that Friday, that relationship absolutely crumbled to the ground. I mean, it came, like I said, to a screeching halt. And I had absolutely no um, question that God had answered. Like, the twist in this, too, is that to some degree, I had made that relationship end. And I was at peace about that. Like, yeah, it, it kind of, you know, it was hard. No, no end to a relationship, especially if you've invested what I had into that one, um, is ever easy. But I was at peace about it. And it felt so weird. I'm like, what is this? You know, I'm like, this is not, this doesn't feel normal. But it was a total shift. Like, I had allowed God to move in my life. He had probably been just standing there waiting, and he's like, yeah, I would love to do something if you would let me. But I was fighting against him. I didn't realize it at the time. I thought I was, like, seeking him and asking him for these things and questioning why he wouldn't deliver. But I was fighting against him. I really was. And when I changed my language and, and really gave it to him with options, like either, you know, move and make it happen or make it break, like, he will respond. He is always there. He is listening. He wants to move in our life, but we have to decide when and if we're going to let him. That's good. We do. That's good. Um, getting out of the way is such a big mm -hmm. thing for me because we want to be involved. We want to be control freaks. You know, um, We want our life to just go a certain way rapidly. God is not a fast food God. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I just think that get out of the way in a loving way, get out of the way because God, it, it, there's a lot of doors to be open. And, and if you just meet him in the middle, he's gonna open those doors and more doors are gonna continue to open. Um, so. You know, I love that this kind of all, it really shows us God's character. He does not always give us what we want, but he always gives us what we need, always. Um, but you know, kind of coming back to you know, the focus of identity, we don't lose ourselves when we say yes to Jesus. In fact, we find ourselves. That's, that's when we ultimately discover who we are. And um, it's his, you know, at that point, his joy becomes our joy. His love becomes our love. His peace, our peace. His strength, our strength. And for me, when I was in those, like, challenging cycles of the unknown and, um, you know, it's finding that strength and finding that peace that were so, those two specifically stood out for me. Like, that's what helped me to get, you know, through it. But, you know, we all 
like I said, we're all probably we're all on our own journey. But we are all in this journey, one way or another. It, it may look different, but the enemy is after us. And we have got to combat the enemy with our identity and not our ability, okay? We have to fight, a, we have to fight like every single day. Um, it's a decision that you make every single day. And the way that we combat the enemy is reminding ourselves daily who we are. You know, and that goes back to saying when those things are... Um, when we're faced with all those lies and those voices that we hear from the world about what expectation we're supposed to be meeting and um, what role and you know, image we're supposed to be portraying, um, you silence those. That is not God's voice at all. And God has given us the authority. You know what? We have the power. When we get out of here, we have that power to just overcome. God creates the way for us. Um, so that's just, you know, really important to know that we carry all of that. You know, he did the sacrifice and we get all the good stuff from it. Amen. Um, so we have three questions to kind of, you know, um, go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, yeah, we just wanted to leave you with three pointers, three questions, essentially, if you took any way, anything away from this. Definitely. So number one was, um, how does God see me? It's so important to know and I'm telling you, there's no other way. There, there's a time that you're going to pray through it, but you have to go back to Scripture because you have proof right there of exactly how God sees you. You can't just make it up in your mind or you really have to go back to Scripture. Um, and that's one thing that I've learned. And number two, what are you allowing to influence your identity, your past, things that people have told you about yourself? Um, and number three, what are you allowing God to do in your life? Are you stepping out of the way so he can open those doors that you've been asking for years? Save your marriage, deliver you from that addiction. What, are you action, what actions are you actually doing when you open your mouth asking God? Because you can sometimes ask, but you stay in the way of him doing that work. So Maybe, you know, maybe some of you really don't know what to do with those three questions. Um, Maybe you find yourself in a cycle of uncertainty. Um, maybe you haven't even thought about your identity from this lens. Um, but the bottom line is, is you are a design of God. You are loved, you are valued, you are important, and you are worthy. And if anything or anyone tells you otherwise, you silence that. You silence that right now. If you guys would stand, I just want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you for each and every single person here today. Each one of them important, loved, a creation of yours. I pray, Father, that they would just open up gates that may have been closed, that they would allow walls to come down that may have been up and, and creating boundaries, Lord, that we're not allowing them to receive the identity that you designed them to have. I pray, God, that they would just receive you, that they allow you to move in their lives. I pray, God, that they have the courage to just come to you and say, I have no clue about any of this, my life, my role, who I am, this walk, but I give it to you, God. I pray, Lord, that every single person who may be in this cycle, maybe they haven't started thinking about it, but they should. I just pray, God, that they would just listen, that they would find silence and, and peace in your word, that they would seek biblical counsel, that they would seek you, God. 
I pray that every single lie, every single thing the enemy brings against us to, you know, to tell us that we are anything but yours, that it would be silenced in the name of Jesus. May these people, each one of them, walk out of here today confident in who they are, loved and worthy. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. Yeah.